0: Welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who's experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with the Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Dao. In each episode, we'll do four things. 1. We'll read a verse of the Dao De Jing. 2. I'll break it down into everyday language. 3. I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And 4. I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Dao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. by listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today, and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 35, Connecting with the Tao. As we did in the 28th episode, we're going to do a short guided meditation in the practical application part of this one. You shouldn't listen to this part of the episode if you're driving or operating heavy machinery. On to the verse, verse 35. If you have the Tao, everything will come to you. They come to you because they will not be hurt anymore and they will become secure and peaceful. Pleasant music and tasteful food will make even the passerby stop. When being talked about, the Tao is tasteless. When you look at it, you will not see it. When you listen to it, you will not hear it. However, when you use it, it will never run out that's verse 35 of the Tao de jing translated by Xiao Lin yang next let's break it down this verse has two parts to it and we'll take each part one idea at a time part one says that the tao attracts yet it is no thing or nothing And part two says that from nothingness comes everything. Classic paradox. I would expect nothing less from Lao Tzu. (laughs) I love it. It's awesome. Okay, so let's jump in. Um, Part one, talking about the Tao attracting and yet it is a no thing. So Shaolin Yang translates, if you have the Tao, everything will come to you. And the reason why is because they won't be hurt anymore and they'll become secure and peaceful. Then there's this cryptic line talking about pleasant music and tasteful food will make even the passerby stop. Okay, so I feel like that's part one. And at first glance, it's like, oh, wait a minute. It seems like some disparate concepts here. But I think we can tie those together. Um, Basically saying that the Tao... Attracts like if if you like in other translations like the Lin Yutang translation, um, Lin Yutang references the Tao as the great symbol. If you hold the great symbol, then everything comes to you. And I think what that means is when you're in harmony with the Tao, you resonate truth. And because you resonate truth, everyone understands truth inherently. Did you ever listen to a message? Um, or you listen to something that just really resonated with you and you didn't really know why it did, but it just did. Uh, uh, Those were moments when, you know, uh, Eckhart Tolle says that he's just reminding us of that which we already know, right? Uh, When he's talking about the power of now. And so I feel like this is the exact same case here. When we hear truth, we know it. It resonates with us quite literally, actually, if you're getting into the vibrations of the universe and some of the other esoteric stuff. So the idea is that the truth is attractive. So this last line where it says pleasant music and tasteful food will make even the passerby stop. It means that, hey, you know, uh, even if even if I'm not in tune with all of the truth, like sometimes it seems pretty alluring. Something will catch my mind's eye or, you know, I'll hear something that really makes me stop and think. Okay, so that's part one. Now let's look at part two where we're basically saying from nothingness comes everything. Now here's the deal. When you really start getting into um, the Tao, or any deep spiritual or meaningful spiritual practice. Like for you, it's really intense. And for you, you have these experiences that mean so much. However, looked at on the surface, it doesn't seem so. And I can just do a quick thought experiment and say, well, you know, before I started getting into the the Tao and taking my journey with it, I wanted to, you know, get into it. But... it it seemed cryptic and because it was cryptic, I was like, well, it's not useful then. (laughs) So to me, it kind of looked like a bunch of, uh, ancient mumbo jumbo. (laughs) Okay. Maybe it didn't look like that, but you know what I mean? It's like, sometimes when you see very plain messages and you're like, like, that can't be it. Like it's gotta be more complex and deep and richer than that. And in fact it is, it's only at first glance it's not. So I feel like that's what we're talking about. When Xiaolin Yang translates, when being talked about the Taoist taste list, when you look at it, you will not see it. And when you listen to it, you will not hear it. It is perfectly hidden in plain sight. And here's the other cool part is that despite our attitudes about it, whether we're all in or whether we're not in, like... Whether we're like totally engaged with it or whether we're not totally engaged with it, we're always using it and it it never stops being useful. It never runs out. It's always there waiting for us to return. And it's not saying, oh, Dan, I'm waiting for you because I love you and you're awesome. It's just the way it is. Now, that other stuff, I love you and you're awesome stuff is certainly relevant. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's the primary motivation of the Tao, right? I mean, I'm just, I'm just a speck of consciousness, to quote one of my spiritual friends, in this universe of, of infinity. So am I, I suppose I could be simultaneously insignificant and special, right? Um, but put into this context, it's like, that's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. When you use it, it never runs out. Okay, so let's wrap it up now. Let's remember that verse 35 has two parts to it. Part one says that the Tao attracts, yet it is nothing or no thing. And part two says that from nothingness comes everything. So let's put that back together. I'll read verse 35 again. If you have the Tao, everything will come to you. They come to you because they will not be hurt anymore and they will become secure and peaceful. Pleasant music and tasteful food will make even the passerby stop. When being talked about, the Tao is tasteless. When you look at it, you will not see it. When you listen to it, you will not hear it. However, when you use it, it will never run out. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering connecting with the Tao. There are two things. Number one is the Tao's truth. And number two is the journey and gifts await. The Tao's truth. The first part of this verse says that when we align ourselves with the Tao, all manner of things follow. But why? Well, let's start with the Hua Ching, Brian Walker's rendition. We've referenced this a couple of times in other episodes. Brian Walker regards it this way, that our big brains can hold an impressive amount of knowledge, wisdom, and other esoterica. But because our brains are organic, they too will decompose with the rest of our body, so the amount of facts we place in our gray matter doesn't really matters. What matters, the passage says, is that any cultivation of our spirit goes with us. Remember how we've talked about being one with the Tao? We started getting comfortable with immortality two episodes ago in verse 33. So let's consider for a moment that while our bodies and big brains decompose, the thing that remains always is that life force or the Tao within us. So if we consider that when we embrace the Tao, all things follow, and we consider that whatever we do to cultivate spirit doesn't decompose, isn't that just more evidence pointing to the fact that the 3D world is maybe just an expression of the ever-in-motion Tao that will go back to nothingness eventually? Huh. <laughs> At this point, sometimes I'm tempted to descend into a sort of self-pitying nihilism where I'm all, well, I guess it doesn't matter what I do because it's all an illusion anyway. (laughs) And for a while, I need to sit with that until the next question arises. Well then, why am I here? Is there a reason or what? I've read, listened to, and experienced many sources that say there is a reason the reason, far as I can tell, is to experience the Tao in this form so I may learn and cultivate my spirit, which falls into the idea that we find in the Hua Ching's 35th chapter. So it seems to me that the bottom line is this. Harmony with the Tao in this lifetime cultivates that which we do take with us when our corporeal forms stop functioning. And this seems to be a universal truth of which we are all aware since this is hardwired into the universe when people and things recognize this being in tune with the way things work they're naturally attracted to it so staying in tune and cultivating spirit is what i'm supposed to do at least that's my take on it for now let's assume that's accurate for a moment and place it into context with the first part of the verse if you have the Tao everything will come to you they come to you because they will not be heard anymore and they will become secure and peaceful pleasant music and tasteful food will make even the passerby stop in short continuing to practice living in harmony with the Tao is the natural order of things now to the unaware sometimes universal truths may not be recognizable Since the Tao has this whole nothingness thing about it, sometimes we get a little frustrated and need a reminder once in a while. And that's what we'll talk about in the next section. The Journey and Gifts Await My journey has been a series of gradual awakenings since I started it, and To be clear, none of those awakenings were anything that I've achieved, per se. Rather, each awakening was a letting go. Yes, letting go of the way I thought about things, the way I react to things, and the way I treat others and think of them. Mostly, it stemmed from letting go of everything I had learned about being an adult. You know, like, as an adult, I need to know who I am. I need to be my own person. I need my own identity. I need my own style, my own work, my own interests, talents, friends. My journey has taken me to a place where I have looked at all those definitions of me, some that others have forced on me and some that I've forced on myself, and have, step by step, dismantled each of them by letting them go. Each time I unlearned what I have learned, I make space for the message of the Tao, and in so doing, I am connected with that which I, to my surprise sometimes, discover that I have known all along. So in the beginning of my journey with the Tao, I came for a while and read it, thought about it, told others about it, and maybe even tried practicing it a bit. I was the passerby that Shaolin Yang references, stopping for something to eat and drink. I found that a daily Tao pause nourished me and helped me to feel better. There's real relief there. And there still is. Each time I can be open to a message from Lao Tzu or any other Tao-flavored message, I feel great. And in fact, it doesn't have to be just Tao-flavored. It can be yoga, Wiccan, Islamic, Christian, Buddhist, Zen, Jewish, or even the force-flavored anything that reminds me of the truth, or that which I already know. That there is compassion, humility, and love. And connecting with those sets everything right, mentally and physically. That when I am operating out of fear, selfishness, and hate, things go sideways. I find that I don't oscillate between those extremes of love and fear so much as I usually stay in the center and kind of wobble between them. I try my best to stay with the compassion, love, and humility thing, but being human, I fail at that a lot. Which is to say that my life is chock full of learning opportunities, which just kind of seems to be set up that way. So as a passerby or a traveler, I sometimes stay for the food and drink, and sometimes I go back out on the road. For me, at this point in my journey... It's a bit of constant back and forth between the stopping and partaking, then getting back on the road and trying things out, sometimes failing, sometimes succeeding, then stopping again. And here's the funny part. When I'm out there in the world, being my unawakened self, I am trying to improve my material situation. I'm thinking about all those things we opened up this section with. And you know, just like the verse says, when I'm in that mode, the spiritual messages aren't as rich. They don't resonate as much with me. How does Lao Tzu put it? The Tao is tasteless and sounds, dare I say, a little boring. (laughs) Yes, despite my deep affinity for the Tao, sometimes I see it applied and I feel like, is that all there is? (laughs) But the kicker is that Whether I'm on the road or the person partaking of the truth, the truth never stops being the truth and is always there, always ready to welcome me to it. That's a pretty awesome gift. No matter how asleep I may want to stay, I can always open my eyes and see the Tao whenever I choose or whenever I'm ready. It continues to run quietly in the background, regardless of my attitudes. So sometimes we can take this idea and say, "Eh, I'll do the Tao tomorrow, or maybe I should satisfy my corporeal senses since I'm impermanent and all, and I only get a few years to enjoy them. (laughs) Well, that's certainly our choice. Absolutely. In wondering about why I should do the work and keep practicing the Tao, I've realized that if I do, there are greater and greater gifts that become accessible to me. Gifts that go beyond corporeal fulfillment. Gifts like being able to sit still and enjoy it. Like being able to create on levels that are orders of magnitude more powerful than I can in my unawakened state. Healing others and myself of wounds of which I was hitherto unaware. And the knowing, not the understanding, but the knowing that I am deeply loved and that everything is going to be okay. (sighs) So this whole verse seems to have encapsulated my journey with a Tao in what, 10 lines? It says, learn to live in harmony with a Tao, and everything falls into place according to the natural order of things. Come and go as you wish. There's no need to do all of it at once. You may find it to be boring at times. Go, explore, learn, and come back when you're ready. The gifts of the Tao await you for when you will receive them. The Tao is here, taking care of everyone else in the same manner. The choice and the journey are ours. So let's go ahead and wrap that up today. To summarize my experience with this verse and considering connecting with the Tao, I thought about two things. Number one, is I thought about the Tao's truth. And number two, I thought about how the journey and the gifts await. For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of connecting with the Tao in this verse today. There are two things we can do. Number one is becoming aware of synchronicity. And number two, meditation. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about synchronicity and then we'll dive into a meditation that you can practice by yourself. So let's get started with becoming aware of synchronicity. I'd like to introduce the concept of synchronicity, first talked about by analytical psychologist Carl Jung, which holds that events are, quote, meaningful coincidences, end quote, if they occur with no causal relationship yet seem to be meaningfully related. Sometimes I'll refer to it as serendipity. You know, times when things just work out, when the planets align. Like I'll be thinking about so-and-so calling and an hour later they call or I see them randomly. Or I'm thinking about how cool it would be to be of service to someone and later that day an opportunity pops up. Or when I'm wondering about something and all of a sudden I see the answer, either in a sign on the road or someone says something that is directly related to what I was wondering about. These are really awesome moments for me, if only because they show me that I am not alone, that somehow, the Tao responds to my requests. (laughs) It's so cool. For me, I began to notice synchronicity in the beginning part of my journey, just little moments of which I became aware. At first, I thought they were mere coincidences, but, you know, still pretty cool. Then as I got more comfortable with the idea that perhaps something larger was at play, I started noticing that these moments were occurring more and more often. I thought they were pretty dope, so I kept on paying attention. One day, I realized that this kind of stuff is actually happening all the time. The question becomes then whether or not I am paying attention so, after getting better at observing, it took me about a year, I started wondering if I could make requests of the Tao and observe those realizations later. And I found that indeed I could. I've been careful not to make requests for money or specific situations to arise. Rather, I sense what I need from the Tao in the moment, ask for it, say thank you, and forget about it. Most of the time... I ask the Tao to help me remember to seek harmony with it. I'll also ask to see a situation differently, or I'll ask for a service opportunity. This is how I receive the gifts of the Tao, stillness, intuition, creativity, healing, and oneness. I simply ask, thank, observe, and receive, knowing that I am not the provider that the Tao is. So, if you're down with this, I would encourage you to begin an awareness practice. Daily meditation, in addition to your awareness practice, will help immensely. In fact, I'd like to invite you to join me for a final meditation where we'll get quiet, connect with our inner beings, and ask the Tao to reveal itself at work to us as we go about our day. And this is not a Taoist meditation or a yogic meditation. Just a couple of things I'd like to share with you that I've picked up along the way. It'll involve getting quiet, scanning through our energy centers, sometimes called chakras, and then asking the Tao to reveal itself to us. And we'll end the meditation with a few chants of Om. As always, you shouldn't listen to this meditation if you are driving, operating heavy machinery, or in a place where you must concentrate on your task. So let's begin by getting comfortable. You can sit, stand, walk, or lay down, whatever makes you comfortable. Let's take a look at our body right now. Is it comfortable? Do you need to adjust anything? That's good. Just let's settle in. Let's take a moment to observe our thoughts. Are we thinking about today? Yesterday? Things we've got scheduled to do? Can we look at those thoughts and say, Hi, thoughts. You're beautiful. I a product of my brain. Can we allow those thoughts to continue on by themselves without our attention just for now? Let them continue running, doing what they do. They'll be there when we come back to them. Let's take a deep breath now. Maybe another one. Let's settle into our bodies and connect with our inner beings now. I'd like you to imagine that somewhere right above your head, There's an energy source that is pouring the energy you need into your body. You can imagine it as white or purple or yellow. Any color will do. It's the color of pure giving energy. Just imagine that for right now. That's your crown chakra. Now let's move down into our minds. Imagine drawing a line that starts at the middle of your eyebrows all the way back through your head until you reach the place where your skull meets your neck. Then imagine drawing a line from your left ear to your right ear, that place in the middle Is your third eye chakra. We're just becoming aware of things now. Moving down, let's pause on the place where your neck meets the rest of your body. Have you ever felt so happy or sad that it seems you've got a lump in your throat? That's your throat chakra. Now let's gently press our shoulder blades together. Imagine drawing a line from that point to the center of your chest. Imagine that line just vibrating softly like a guitar string sending out a quiet love. If you've ever felt compassion for someone, notice how it seemed to come from here. That is your heart chakra. Have you ever felt nervous? Maybe some butterflies at seeing a new love interest. That feeling is kind of above your belly button, and maybe a little above that is your diaphragm. Try to feel that area right now. That's your solar plexus chakra. Now, let's visit the pit of our stomach. When we have a gut feel about something, we get this sensation right below our belly button, sort of in the middle between our spine and outside of our stomachs. Sometimes, when we feel quiet and deeply calm, we can feel this chakra. And it's called the sacral chakra. finally let's imagine we're sitting on an exercise ball right where our bodies touch it can you feel gravity kind of pulling you toward the earth can you feel a little pressure there that's our root chakra Just take a moment to feel our bodies and our energy right now. We've connected with a physical and spiritual sense at this moment. Now, if you're comfortable with this, hold your hands open, hold them open to the Tao and be willing to accept what the Tao freely gives to those who receive it. Let's consider our place with the Tao. Let's consider that we are an expression of the Tao. Let's consider that we and the Tao are one. Let's make our request now. Silently, ask the Tao to help you become aware of all the things it provides. You can say something like this. Please show me the ways you work in my life. Please help me to remember to be aware of the presence of the Tao everywhere I look. I'll let you go ahead and do that. Now, remember that the more sincere we are, the better this works. So go ahead and ask the Tao to help you become aware. That's good. Okay. Next, let's ask the Tao to guide us throughout the day. You can say something like, As I go about my day, please guide my thoughts, my words, and my actions so I may remain in harmony with you. I'll let you go ahead and do that now. Knowing that the Tao is always on, always giving, Let's realize that what we've just requested is already here. Let's thank the Tao as if we have just received what we ask for. Thank you. Let's wrap up the meditation by placing ourselves into tune with the universe with a quick three chants of Om. I'll chant the first Om, then give you space to do it vocally or mentally. Om 1. Aum. 3. Okay, that's it. There's nothing more to do now. Take a moment to remember where you're at. Wiggle your toes and your fingers. Open your eyes if they've been closed and look around a little bit. When you're ready, go ahead and return your attention to your thoughts and the rest of your life. As you go about your day, Take a few moments to pause and ask yourself if you've experienced any synchronicity. Did you see anything that made you think of the Tao? Did you experience something you were just thinking about? Even one thing is good. This awareness exercise is something that takes practice, consistent doing. Thank you for allowing me to share my meditation practice with you today. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and humility. To close out this episode, I'll leave you with a final reading of verse 35 of the Tao Te jing translated by Shaolin Yang. If you have the Tao, everything will come to you. They come to you because they will not be hurt anymore, and they'll become secure and peaceful. Pleasant music and tasteful food will make even the passerby stop. When being talked about, the Tao is tasteless. When you look at it, you will not see it. When you listen to it, you will not hear it. However, when you use it, it will never run out. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao De Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Dao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao De Jing. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Dao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace.